Hello and welcome to This Ripe Fruit. My name is Phoebus and this podcast series aims to look at what it means to be sexual by exploring the experiences and insights of people who either directly work in the sex industry or whose work is closely linked to sex. I'm a psychotherapist and currently carrying out a doctorate on the meaning of sexuality. And my aim in this series is to create an open and non-judgmental space where we can all listen and learn from people who deal with sex and the sexual professionally. In this final episode of series one, I'm in conversation with Diara Smith to reflect on the content and process of recording the first series of This Ripe Fruit. Hey, Peepers. Hi, Diara. Looking back on the series, what was the experience like as a cisgendered male interviewing this diverse set of individuals? I think that's a really interesting question because me as a male carrying out these interviews didn't only affect the interviews per se. They also affected who consented to be interviewed in the first place. Because uh, in, in reaching out to people, I would reach out and they responded to me probably on some level as a male. So in asking about kind of intimate questions about somebody's sex life and how they experience their sexuality, things would have been different. The interviews would have come out differently if I were a female asking another female about um, their sex life or if I was uh, an, a non-binary person doing that. So given that all of the guests of the podcast sold their services to males, I think uh, there is something interesting in the bias that was present in the podcast, that the sex industry is predominantly geared for males, and here I am as, an, as a male asking about somebody's sexuality. So I feel a lot was missing, possibly about what or female sexuality that yes there were female guests but their services were predominantly for men so the male gaze both in terms of how what i was asking but also in terms of what they thought men wanted there was a lot of male dominated stuff in this podcast at least for the first series so i, I completely see that also possibly all my guests except for one were white so maybe some of the missing voices here were from other races and how that interplays in terms of power play with uh, a predominantly white narrative, um, especially in sex work. So maybe that was also another aspect that was missing. But again, the intention of the podcast wasn't to try and do an all-inclusive survey of sex work, but still sexuality comes in so many different shapes and forms that it would have been great if I could get some views from other races, from uh, other abilities or disabilities, from, you know, just, just a more varied perspective. You wanted to be interviewed to reflect on the last several weeks. What surprised you most as you look back? I think what surprised me most about releasing the episodes uh, on a weekly basis was how emotional I would feel <laughs> with each release. It almost felt like the releasing of the episodes was more taxing than 
the recording of the episodes. Although I was aware that releasing something out into the public would have an effect on people, I guess I, I didn't expect or I wasn't aware that it would affect and impact different people in different ways. Uh, so that's something that was quite unexpected. I think there's something about um, doing this podcast that really, really made me see something very human and beautiful about sex work in a way that previously I, I couldn't see, but also made me really aware of the voyeuristic tendencies that we all have when it comes to an area of society where people often get discriminated against or stigmatized. And there's even a, a, a small niche of documentaries and programs about uncovering the real lives of sex workers. And I was seeing something on Twitter where sex workers wanted to start documentaries about people who make documentaries about sex workers because it almost feels like something really intrusive and voyeuristic uh, about this whole movement of let's look at this and let's kind of feel really pleased with ourselves because we're not sex workers, but let's reveal all this kind of really um, salacious stuff about sex workers. Uh, so I, I was trying to be as mindful and as respectful as possible of not going into that type of dynamic and not making this an expose of sex work. This is more about what does it mean to be sexual and asking sex workers as experts, can you tell us what do you know, what have you, what, what have you learned, what are your experiences like? And hopefully for people who have listened to learn, to heal, to expand their horizons, to see what's out there in terms of exploring, Feel free to put on your philosophical hat if you're so inclined. But I wanted to hear about what you learned about the human condition. I think one of the participants put it really well. They said something along the lines of, we are all vulnerable and we are all trying to just get along. I think there's something intrinsically difficult about being sexual, that there is no easy way of doing it. Um, definitely we can go through periods where we feel that being sexual is fine and great and wonderful, but we will go through periods where we are troubled somehow by it. Um, one of my favorite analysts, Adam Phillips, says something along the lines of, um, sexuality makes a mockery of self-knowledge and there's something quite poignant in that for me because it constantly throws us being sexual we think we know ourselves we think we know what we like and if we stick to that often we get into a rut and we're constantly challenged to kind of seek out and understand and learn and live and laugh and love and we cannot escape it, we can shut down, but we can't really escape it. So from listening to my guests, there is something really inspiring um, about listening to people who have very courageously 
led their lives and lived their lives in ways that answered their sexual questions that made most sense to them. These are lives that the vast majority of society cannot even dare consider. So there's something incredibly inspiring, I think, about um, that. What does it mean to be sexual? I guess for those that are not in the room, you are rolling your eyes. Why is that? <laughs> because it is a question that resists articulation. And to put it in a less poncy way. If you can. <laughs> if I can. It is a question that is lived rather than answered. So there are lots of words which can go towards answering that question but I suspect they'll sound a bit trite. So I think we can only show it rather than speak it, which maybe makes this whole project quite paradoxical. But the hope is that in speaking around it, we can more clearly point to what we are talking about. And with that, we've reached the end of today's episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to find out more about this project, you can visit www.thisripefruit.com or follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at thisripefruit. As this is the last episode of Series 1, I would like to take this opportunity to thank all my guests who have taken part in uh, this first series uh, and of course Diara Smith for uh, this last episode's interview.